Welcome into the Molar Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. This week, we're going to look ahead to another game for the Molar Crusaders as they'll take on the Highlands Bluebirds on Friday night. We'll get to that in segment number two. But uh, segment one, just kind of with the coming off the week off, uh, talk a little bit about the state of the program and uh, and how the week was. I know last week, Mark, we had talked on the podcast and, and you were taking it as a kind of an easy week. Um, you know, not really game planning for this game, just trying to do some things, get kids back on the field. And you mentioned kind of rolling the balls out, which uh, yeah. coaches don't like to do oftentimes. But uh, how's it been since you've tried to ramp it back up for what is another game week? Well, good. Well, obviously today's Tuesday, so we just uh, just had our first Highlands practice yesterday. So I, I thought that it was good. And, and it, even that was a little bit different than a normal Monday because uh, – Due to the ex-elder game getting moved back, a, yeah, moved back to Saturday, the RJV game that was supposed to be against Elder um, on Saturday, on Saturday yeah. you know they understandably they called and said, "Listen, we have JV coaches that help us on on varsity. It's either move it or we're not playing." And I was like, "No, move it. Let's play football." Yeah. I, you know, I want all of our guys. We got a bunch of freshmen up, and and I want want us to be able to play. You know, I want young guys to be able to play, develop, get to compete. I think it's it's fun sure. uh, helps them helps them develop so we moved the game the JV game to Monday uh, yesterday and so then that that certainly changed our practice because you know when we do get into scouts a lot of times those are the JV guys that are doing that so uh, we weren't even able to do a, a like a lot of our scouts, but frankly, I'm fine with that. I mean, we've played enough football. I mean, it's not like we don't reinvent the wheel right. every single week on on ODK. We we uh we we do what we do. We have our wrinkles, but we do what we do on offense. We do what we do on defense, and we we certainly do what we do on special teams. So, uh, for us, it's not like we're gonna suddenly change into a <laughs> brand new uh, system every week. I mean, uh, so for us at that point, um, yesterday we we did some of the stuff that we're going to do against Highlands, but we just did it against each other. So it might be different looks. It might not be the exact same look that Highlands is going to give us. Uh, the, the defense might be different. The offense might be different. But we got the calls in that we right. wanted to, so then that way we're, we're executing and guys are getting to make those those calls, those adjustments that we're making to, uh, in a live, more live setting than uh, even a better setting than scouts because now it's your good on good doing it. It may not be the same routes and may not be the same blitzes and all those things but I thought it was it was a positive deal and, and it still allowed our JV guys to go play now last week was uh was a different week so you know we've we've played a lot of physical football um so we have gotten you know some dings some injuries things along those lines especially against that schedule physical football so yeah yeah, yeah. it was a physical uh, season uh up to this point and and um so really thought that it was going to be good to give those guys some time off we're, we're not um, it's not a midway. I mean, I, I've been through a bunch of different scenarios through college because usually in high school, I think you play every week and, and it just leads to the next yes. and there's not buys or things like that. Yeah, Kentucky's the only one. Kentucky has 11 weeks to play 10 games and a lot of teams either take the buy, what is called week zero, or at the very end, a handful maybe do it in the middle. But yeah, you're right. In high school football, it's starting this week and ending this week and hopefully you go to the playoffs and keep going. So Yeah, yeah well, but in college, it's very, very different. Right. I've, I've been through Maction where you're, Tuesday. you're hey, Tuesday <laughs> and then Thursday and then next Wednesday. And then, you know, like you go, it's crazy. There's no routine, right? <laughs> no routine. And then I've been, you know, in the SEC where, you're, well, listen, we're playing on Saturday afternoon every single week because we are the primetime right. deal. Right. Um, and so you have a regular bye week. So I've been through a bunch of those things and then, preparing for bowls and all that stuff um so this is for us i mean we had basically a bye week with only one to play at the end 
Uh, so it's not like a mid-season where you're like, hey, we're still developing. We're this is, we got a bye week four, so we want to keep uh, developing. At this point, it's it's let's be as fresh as we can for sure. the last game at the, going into that one there. We've played plenty of football. We had more football in the summer than we normally would. So at this point, um, let's get everybody healthy. We went out and we practiced twice. Uh, we had two um, unscripted. We're hey, we're calling our base offense, our base defense. Uh, we are going to run through a handful of special teams. We got back to some skills on special teams, doing some of that, some technique work, which I think is always great to do. Uh, help us. That should help us uh, perform a little bit better technique wise on some of those uh, units. And so we we got into some of that, but we really just practice on a Tuesday, practice on a Thursday, if I remember right. Um, we gave them the other days off. Uh, they had a couple lifts in there, but um, but that was great. So so those guys came back. I thought that there there was some some freshness to everybody and. And well, uh, well, some so, juice. So, so yeah, how do you how are you treating this? I guess, um, and you mentioned bowls from a college perspective, and and I've seen both parts of that, and so have you. Where occasionally a team's not vested in it, and occasionally teams are really vested in it. And the teams that are really vested in it, you go, wow, that was a heck of a performance against the team that wasn't really vested in it. Um, and for your guys, I mean, this is not a meaningless game. We talked about, hey, in this COVID year, you're getting another opportunity to yep. play a football game. I guess that's the selling point, right? And and. Uh, um, in that regard, I know you've only had the kind of the one main practice, but uh, but do you do you feel like you got a pretty vested group with this? And I and I get it both ways. I get when kids have checked out in bowl games. I understand it. Well, I, I didn't think that we looked like a checked out team by any stretch yesterday. I mean, um, and that's got to be gratifying. Yeah, yeah no, I, I I think that everybody is is out there saying. Um, Hey, this is it. You know, like this is it for our seniors. We love these guys. Yep. Uh, so the underclassmen, it's like, hey, no, we're going to send these guys out the right way. Uh, I'm going to be sitting in that chair some point in time where where I'm the senior and I'm counting on somebody that that um, this isn't his last week to to get ready and so forth. Um, so so we want to do that, and I think that that these seniors have uh, the certainly the respect of their peers that that everybody wants that. I mean, re- really deep down, that they, they want to send these guys out the right way, um, and and so I. I thought that we were a pretty juiced up group. We we're a fresh group too. I mean, that's the other part. Right. If we'd have banged through five practices last week, I, you know, I, I think it might have been a <laughs> right. different. Right. You know, no, right, right. It'd have been like because there was no care at the end of banging for five days either, right? Of a game right. on a Friday night. Right, right, no question. And and um, now we did have another practice on Wednesday with just a JV because this elder game we were. I mean, right. I, I was talking with Mike all week about. I mean, shoot, we were trying to get a varsity game too, but uh, we were trying to certainly get games. I mean. I, we just want to play football. We, we feel very, very fortunate. How many states are out there not playing sure. football? We're like, let's go get a game. And and what's crazy is on Wednesday afternoon, I was legitimately talking with some, a, wow. another varsity coach like, hey, we just got a game dropped. And I, I'm like, let's roll. Let's play. I'm like, if you promise not to run any trick plays, I promise we won't either. We won't have time for this. Let's play. And it, it, it ended up falling through. But um, the the JV game was was something that we threw together late. I mean, we're, we're trying to play football sure. and, and want to have the, the give these guys opportunities to compete, play the game that they love. Um, seniors get more opportunity at film and all these things. So I think it was, um, you know, us pulling back last week without a game to play. I thought was the right move. Obviously, we'll find out on Friday if you know how how we come out. But I, I think that we uh, gave us a little bit, you know, fresher feel yesterday, and and um, you know, then it's one last go at this thing for the seniors. Uh, you, you mentioned the JV game on Monday. That allows me to segue a little bit to, to that part of your program, the JV and freshman levels. And listen, as a freshman basketball coach myself, I still dictate 
um, results on, on on A, development B. I, I want to win. I mean, they keep score yep. for a reason, right? Um, so I, I'm not I'm not going to really even ask you from a win loss standpoint how your JV and freshman did, but how did that end up going? Because obviously in this year, you know, normally in a regular week you would play. You know, your, your JV game this day, your freshman game this day, your varsity game this day. There was a routine to it. You could move some kids up and down accordingly. Yep. How, how did that all work for you guys? How many games did you even get to play at the, at the lower levels? Yeah, so we got another one in this week. So um, I think JV had ha- has had one every week except for okay. um, there was one week in there that they didn't. Uh, our freshman got uh, seven in. So, you know, I thought it was good. Uh, I really did. And, and – so fairly, um, fairly routine then. Yeah. Close. Yeah. yeah close yeah. to, I think, probably a hair short of what would normally be. But um, but then this past week has been an, an interesting deal because, uh, and this is new for me because I've never, you know, you, you're you're just dealing with one team. Um, and, and I've never had any other games. Uh, I mean, I guess all the way back to Lehigh, maybe we did have a JV, but we never had other games except for that situation. So one time I've, I've dealt with this, but um, we've got other levels. So the freshman, we, we said, hey, look, you guys had a fantastic year. They went undefeated, did awesome. really well, um, you know, let up one touchdown in GCL play. Uh, I think Mason was the GMC freshman champs. They beat them by 30. I mean, they had wow. a great year. And, and um, so invited the whole, all the freshmen said, listen, if you guys aren't playing a winter sport or aren't move, transition onto the next one, we'd love to have you come up and practice. And even if you are, if you can work it out where you're, you're practicing some, um, just some get, with just, us, just, just to, to get a feel for it. Yeah, yeah. get a feel yeah. for what the varsity is going to be like. Cause again, we practice our sophomores up all together and, and, uh, we do have time separate for the JV to be able to run their plays and, and do their development. But we do a lot of stuff together, uh, in two spots so that everybody's getting reps, but it was, it's a great opportunity for some of those guys to come up. And then we played a game against, uh, elder yesterday, the JV, and we had, you know, close to 20 freshmen up and, and they got in maybe a handful of snaps yeah. and, and got to, uh, experience, a you know, just a little bit higher level than what they maybe played, um, this year. So I thought it was, that was good in that regard. And we'll get another shot at that this coming up weekend. I mean, which is, which is great. So, uh, I'm excited for those guys to be able to do those things. Um, cause I think for some of those freshmen, if they, you know, want to come in and try to compete for some time next year on varsity, that's, you know, getting a taste of that now is a good thing. And, and we certainly had a bunch of sophomores this year that they played, played varsity yeah, for yeah, us. So, uh, I don't know whether that's going to be the case again next year, uh, or not, you know, but you know, it'll give those guys a, a taste of what a little bit higher level is like. You know, everybody, when you look at a football team, they think of the varsity and that's it. And they see the varsity record and they're not worried about the rest. You are because you're trying to build a program. Um, overall, then, from from that standpoint, it sounds like you've got at least a little bit of the ball rolling the way you want it to roll. Right. And, and you, you know, you mentioned you'd love to have those special sophomores that, that, that earn their way up. And that's not a knock on these kids playing because you got some sophomores who are playing some pretty good football for you. But in GCL programs primarily, and in major college programs primarily, it's the upperclassmen that are always going to carry the day. And you, I'm guessing you're hoping we get back to that point of upperclassmen are here, I got my JV kids developing here, I got my freshman kids developing here. But just the overall state of the program for you as it trickles down sounds pretty positive. Y- yes, I, I would say so. And, and so... Uh, you know, the JV went, you know, right around 500, you know, but I'll say this, there, there was about 10 guys that, that were sophomores right, that were that, playing for you playing varsity um, that weren't playing on the JV. And so that uh, I was really encouraged. And, and I know that that sounds weird because you, you want to be encouraged with an undefeated record. 
Um, but if we just did the the old traditional, hey, if you're a sophomore, you play JV, that's it. I don't care who you are or what you did. Um, then yes, I would be saying, okay, if we didn't go six and one or seven and zero, oh, then I would not be excited about that because that needs to be the expectation around Molar football. Is that's the case? But the reality of it is, is we we had ten guys that 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 weren't playing a down of JV. I mean, a, a bunch of guys that weren't playing any JV at all because they were only playing varsity. Uh, that were sophomores. That right. if you go, hey, this this would be a different deal if that's the case. And shoot, our, our freshman, Cap, Cap, Cap Davis would be a pretty good JV cornerback. I got a feeling. <laughs> no, doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, but uh, uh, you know, we're put we put Cap on on the the other team's right. top guy a bunch on the Alabama you know, kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, a bunch in the varsity games. So I think he would have done well on JV. And, and there's a bunch of guys like that. Sure. I mean, uh, to now, I mean, it, it right. could go on and right. on and on. You know. Um, but the the reality is is that we had those guys playing up and and so forth. Um, I mean, but even you look at our freshmen, we had a, we had a freshman that came up and they still went undefeated. And so we had a freshman playing varsity. So um, I would say this: yes, um, when when it's rolling, and, and I have no problem. I'll bring a freshman up. I think we've proven that sure. if, if we've got an extraordinary guy, we're going to bring him up. We're going to. It's not a you don't sit in the in line and and you play when you get to the front of it. You um, you're fighting for the spot at the front of the line. And I don't care if you're a freshman or if you're a senior. Um, that's how it goes. And so um, we will always have that be the mentality because we're here to win on Friday nights first and foremost. Um, but I'll say this, you know, the reality of it is, is when we get to where we want to be, which is um, where every year at the beginning of the year, we we are in the talks, not just within Moeller, but around the state. People are going, yeah, Moeller's going to have a really good shot to win a state title. When we're at that point where that's a consistent thing being said on a, on a year in and year out basis, um, you, you hope that, or you're you're probably not realistically having ten sophomores no, playing. Maybe up, a, you know? a one or two. A, a that just averted. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so there might be some really extraordinary guys sure. that do that. You're hoping that it's not going to be ten. Um, actually, I guess I, I don't care whether they no, are. No, but, but you're, just you're, your points will take it. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, you know, you, it's going to be juniors and seniors. Realistically, it's it's going to be a you know there might be an extraordinary freshman. There might be a handful of sophomores, um, but you're going to be a little bit more. Uh, senior, junior laden as far as that's concerned, realistically. Now, uh, again, you know, I, I, I think that you could probably look at state championship teams and go, oh, wow, you know, th- this kid was a freshman and played for them. Well, he, you know, he maybe goes on and plays for the Buckeyes someday. Yeah, that, that's, you know? what, that's like, what you realize. I remember seeing him as a freshman, and that's no why question. he's playing at Ohio that's why State today. for yeah. them. You know, and listen, well, I, and, I, and that's partly how you get to win state championships is you get a, you know, a Sam Hubbard on your team, and maybe Sam's really a developed kid as a freshman and is out there rolling around sacking the quarterback, or I guess he was – picking the ball yeah, off safety, back, in the day, back but, then. Um, but maybe you get some of those guys that, that they do play as freshmen but you're, you're probably not going to have those guys doing that unless they're going to be future you know Buckeyes or Wolverines or you know going to Notre Dame and or they whatever. usually stand out at that level too right I mean those are the guys that you go yeah. that's the guy I've heard about for all these years sure so, no yep. doubt. All right, when we come back we'll talk about uh, the upcoming game this Friday night the Highlands Bluebirds in Fort Thomas Two historic programs matching up when we continue. It's the Bowler Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner, only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. 
Total Wealth Planning can partner, guide, and educate your family holistically on your financial goals and pursuits. Your dreams are better achieved with a trusted fiduciary like Rob Lemons and his team. Contact Rob today at 513-984-6696. That's 513-984-6696 or on the web at twpteam.com. Total Wealth Planning. Back into the Molar Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. Coming up here in segment two, we'll look ahead to Friday's regular season or actually season finale against the Highlands Bluebirds in this strange year of 2020 where teams that uh, that got knocked out of the playoffs in Ohio were able to pick up uh, a game or two, or in some cases I've seen a handful of teams that uh, have picked up as many as, as three games uh, as it's gone along if they got knocked out early in the playoffs. More of those picked up this game with Highlands. It had been picked up actually uh, really before the season began. This was kind of penciled in, not completely penned in because your hope was to still be playing uh, in, in playoff football, but still... Certainly uh, an, an interesting opponent, and when you look across this country, and we've talked about how great football is in, in parts of Indiana and throughout the state of Ohio, and there are pockets, obviously, of Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, uh, Louisville with Trinity, the team you played, occasionally there's a school or two with some dudes out of Lexington, the Mountains have smaller school teams in Kentucky with there's some really good football uh, played as well, uh, the western part of the state, there's pockets there, Paducah's always had some, some good teams, Paducah Tillman, but Highlands, when you talk about in the Pantheon in Kentucky, they are right up there. The program is obviously struggling a little bit right now, but just from a pure tradition standpoint, two pretty tradition-rich programs going out on Friday night. Absolutely. No, uh, and I'm pretty familiar because uh, Coach Mueller, who coached me my freshman and sophomore year in high school at, at Sycamore, he left Sycamore to go to Highlands. That was uh, where he went to school yep. and, and uh, before going on to Cornell and so forth. And he Highlands had been a traditionally strong program before that, but I think he took it to a whole other level. He, and it's and, funny. There, there are multiple coaches that won state championships, and I can rattle a lot of them off. Homer Rice being one of them who went on to be a – an NFL coach with the Bengals and athletic director at Georgia Tech. Uh, Owen Hauk, who was at Boone County. I mean, there's a lot of them. But Dale took it to a different level, and that's almost impossible to say because it was at a pretty damn good level before yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it, he got it to a point where, you know, and, and I think that this is such an unrealistic expectation, but where, uh, and I wasn't part of it, I wasn't on the inside to actually know this, but it just seemed from the outside looking in that he got it to a point where if they didn't hoist the trophy at the end of the year, there was a level of disappointment. With a zero is, in the right-hand column, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, yeah, no doubt. And that's that's what's crazy. I mean, just to, to, to think that that's, um, you know, and, and that was legitimately how it just went for a long, long time for them. And, and um, and, and to say that that's that's been recently that that's been felt too. I mean that's crazy. Um, but but I think that he took it to a, a a level there. And and for for a public school where you're you're drawing from a, a geographical area that it is what it is type of deal. That's hard to um, I, I don't. That's hard to fathom how they did that. And and so uh, they've got a tremendous amount of um, of. History did, and tradition. And, did, did, and did Dale have it when you played for him? Because when he, before he came to Sycamore, he was at Withrow, and he had them undefeated one year, and that's not easy to do. Um, did some good things at Sycamore. Sycamore was really kind of down in the dumps, and he got you guys to be a winning program before he left. Could you tell – I mean, not that he was going to go on and win multiple state titles at a school, but could, did, he, did he have that it factor when you played? No question, yeah. I mean, listen uh, – you know, Withrow, he he did really really well. Um, I think that he got them undefeated. He did. That, that and they year did not make they, the they yeah. did not make the playoffs, which is which stunk. But yes, he got yeah. them undefeated. Yes, because Doc, who's a friend of mine, was their quarterback, yep. and they didn't they didn't get to the playoffs. And and then Coach Mueller came over to Sycamore, and and we were a public school that just had been 
he n- never really been any good. And he had gotten the ball rolling. Uh, we didn't really have the success, but but had got the ball rolling. I think we went four and six. My, my I think the one year you're six and four, maybe. One of those two years he got – I think he had a winning record, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, I mean, he's, he certainly got the ball rolling because I remember – I covered a game. I was at the post where you guys upset somebody, and it was almost yes. like, "Wow, Sycamore just pulled this off!" Holy cow, this guy must be pretty good. And then it was pretty quick, because two years, I think, yep. and then he went to, to Highlands, and you know, obviously the rest speaks for itself. Yeah, I think it was my freshman year. I can't remember. I think we beat Middletown, and they were like nationally really good, yeah. ranked or something. It was it was a crazy deal because I was just you know throwing the football around in the in the end or in the side little lot there, but. But uh, it was either my eighth grade year or my freshman year. And then, you know, it was getting it going. But then the Highlands opportunity left and uh, he left for and and uh, and so forth. But he he did. He had a great presence about him. I mean, I remember, you know, him talking to me as an eighth grader and, and you know, trying to get me. He did a good job of, of trying to keep the the guys in the school. And you could tell when I got to meet with him that he just had a, a really positive, upbeat presence about him. I mean, that's that's Coach Mueller. He's just um, I, I mean, Zig Ziglar, you know, he's got no, that, no uh, that, that positivity the above and beyond everything else. And uh, and that was neat. That was fun to, to be around him and so forth. And so you saw uh, what he was able to do with Highlands and take it to a to a crazy level, I, I think an unrealistic level of, of expectations to continue. they got a great tradition. This is a, a great matchup between two teams that, that are very tradition-rich and prideful in, in their football programs for sure. Highlands team this year looked like it had started to turn the corner a little bit, got off to a rocky start, lost to a really good Boyle County program, uh, got uh, got beat pretty badly, I think 47-6 to six or something along those lines. Then came back and, and shut out Connor on a game I did on TV on, on Star 64 and really looked good that night and uh, followed it up yep. with a win over Boone County, which is a struggling program. And then came Cubcath, which is the litmus test uh, for, for any program really right now. And, and Cubcath beat them up uh, 40 to nothing. Then I think the woe was us followed last week and a loss to Cooper, uh, 48 to whatever, 12. It was, it was a lot 21. to a, 21. Yeah, it was a lot to a little. Um, I, I know you haven't spent a ton of time looking at Highlands. They do have a good sophomore quarterback. Their offense revolves around him quite a bit. It almost feels like they're kind of in a little bit of a rebuilding mode, too, trying to get some pieces to get their program back on track. Uh, just tell me what, what you know of them. And, again, a lot of it revolves around the quarterback, Charlie Noon. Yes, absolutely. So I, I actually have watched a lot of films. So w- whenever we have two weeks, I, I don't game plan uh, two weeks because uh, you, you as a coach end up my, – my perception of what I've done when I've done this is, is if you game plan for two weeks – um, you have two weeks worth of stuff in and you do everything half as well and 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 that's turns into disaster so um, what I did do is I got the film the week before broke it down so that it was all ready for the game plan um, but then only game plan for one week sure. and, and so then that way you you don't end up having twice as much stuff then you rep it half as much and then you're you're terrible at all of it because you don't do all of the stuff that you do so uh, I have had the opportunity to watch them quite a bit um, yes I think you know when you watch them uh, here's what impresses me is they, they they are a tough physical you know do all the right stuff type of team that that is it I mean you watch them uh, offensively, you know, I think that their offensive line does a good job. They they play tough. Their receivers, they block downfield. I mean, they, the ball gets out into the open space, and and you see those guys um, trying to go get. Because there are a lot of design quarterback runs for that football team, not just you know read option stuff. He sometimes will just take it on a, on a on a sweep. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, the, the, a lot of things revolve around the quarterback, but I, I guess I'm just talking in general. Yeah, I, yeah. I see them, they're running around, playing hard. I think their defense is a pursuit of the football team. Um, so that that impresses me. That shows that their coaches are putting an emphasis upon playing hard and, and being tough and physical and all those things. Um, but then when you talk about specifics, there's no question. they got a sophomore quarterback that um, he looks like a vet. I mean, he looks like he's been playing a lot of football um, at, Almost everything seems to revolve around him. Uh, they got a lot of design quarterback runs. They run, you know, a sweet play with him. They run quarterback counter. I mean, they, they do a lot of different things with him that I think uh, shows how important he is to their offense. And, and I think he's good. He's got a good arm. Um, throws to a wide variety of, of, of the receivers. Checks the ball down to the running back. Does a good job with some of that stuff as well. Uh, I do think that they their running back's a very good football player, the number two kid. Um, I, I like him. He's got a handful of And he's kind of evolved also. because they've had some injuries. That's Mason South, and he's kind of evolved a little bit because they've had three or four other backs go down during the course of the season. So, yeah, he's come on pretty good. Yeah, I only have the handful right, of games right. to, to uh, evaluate them on this one. So, I've watched him, and, and he plays both ways. He plays on defense, and, and uh, but I think he's done a really nice job. I mean, he, he certainly looks like a threat. Um and then they got a bunch of receivers, and and um, and so I, I'm not, you know, they they spread the ball out quite a bit at, at the receiver position. I mean, I've seen um, 14, 27, 17, 11. I mean, a bunch of different guys are getting the football. So uh, I think that they they do a good job, but but it all revolves around that quarterback. I think their line does a nice job, and then defensively. Um, you know they they've they've got these interior guys that are a little bit undersized. They are. They, they, they always have like a hundred eighty pound nose yeah. tackle who gets under you. Yeah, they're they're going to be a bit of a pain because they're they're just little guys that move around really really. I mean, they shoot gaps, they go lateral a bunch, and and to, to try to. Um, they're going to try to out-athlete you there and create some penetration and get in the gaps and things along those lines. I, I think it's a smart it's smart by them to. Um, if they don't have the the, the beef, monsters, you yeah. know, like the the guys that can hold the point and and knock a guy back and those things, then they're trying to get tough little guys in there that are gonna shoot some gaps and 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 cause some havoc in there, and that's what they seem to do. So um, we're gonna have to do a good job of of um, getting our hands on those guys and then using our our size and physicality once we do, but we, we can't get out athlete. We're going to have to do a great job with our combinations on guys and, and uh, you know, our footwork's going to have to be really sound because that's, you start taking wrong steps and they're quick and agile and, and you get out of position. That's when they go and, and start making plays. Yeah. That's a three yard loss instead of a 15 right. yard pickup for you guys. Uh, lastly, in this regard, um, you've mentioned it, uh, you know, for your seniors, this is a chance to have some closure. And we've talked last week, Usually in Ohio, the, the closure either comes from yeah. not making the playoffs or from being the last team standing in the playoffs. And you got a chance to, to, to get some closure for these guys in a weird year to where hopefully they can look back and go, you know what, we almost didn't play our 2020 senior season. Sure. We ended up playing nine games, and damn it, we finished with a win. And I, I guess that's got to be the selling point. Yeah, no, and there's no question because you know, we talked about it in, in – in, in Ohio, in high school football, here's the reality: is is that there's like seven teams that don't walk away um, disappointed. You know, because like you said, you either didn't make the playoffs or disappointment. I don't care if you won the last game right, or yeah, not. You, you want to make the playoffs. Right. You're trying to make the playoffs, and you wanted to do that, and you didn't. Or you made the playoffs, and then you lost your last game. I mean, unless you win the state title, those are the options, um, typically. Well, we have a, we have a different option right now, and that's and that's really exciting because. Um, you know, I know that that's something that you certainly want 
to do with, with a group like this that, that you think so highly of is, is you want to send them out with a win. You want them to be able to go out there and um, play in their last game and, and get a win. And, and we have that opportunity. Now we got to go take advantage of it. And, and, and I think that we – I think we will. I think that we've got a group of guys that are, that are practicing. I mean, they showed up the right way. I mean, there was some positive energy and, and uh, so guys are having fun with it. But it wasn't uh, – it, it was – it was focused enough in that sure. in that I, I thought that it was with everything being completely different without the JV there and everything. I thought that there was some good focus. I, I hope that we can continue that uh, for Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday in, in preparation for this game, so we can get these seniors uh, one last victory. It's going to be tough. I mean, it's a good football team and a talented team, um, but but I think that we've got the right mentality right now, and hopefully we can keep it. Uh, lastly, uh, the Division One Region Four Championship game this week. St. Xavier will play at Lakota West. You obviously played X twice and. Yeah. I think they kind of really got their ball rolling uh, against you in the second half of the regular season matchup, and that ball is just – that offensive ball's rolling downhill at people. I don't know if you got a chance to see Lakota West on some cross tapes maybe from an opponent's um, – uh, so I'm kind of put, yeah, I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit there, but just your, your thoughts a little bit, and maybe it just revolves around how well X is playing right now. Yeah, and no, I, I don't have enough to say about West, unfortunately. I, I, I got to see them against uh, – it was Hamilton, if I remember correct. I think I put that one in the cutoffs. They were, I think they were in all black. But yeah, so um, no, I thought that they looked good. Um, now, you know, I, I, I thought St. X looked really good. I got to see that live and in person. Yeah, she did. I, I got some <laughs> you know, stinking whiplash there moving up and down the field so quickly on us. Um, it, you know, I thought St. X looked really good. I, I didn't get to see the, the elder game, obviously. I don't. It's not open for people to right, go. Right. I would have loved to have gotten to see that, but. Uh, um, looks like they played really well against Elder, and I think Elder's a darn good football team. Um, I, I I don't know enough about Lakota West to say anything. I do know this that 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 same X team that we played the last time we played them. Um, I, I imagine that they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, they're going to be a team that's tough to beat. They're they're really really good. I was very very impressed. They were a better. I know the scores are about the same. It wasn't the same game. Sure. Um, there was a moment at that time in the first game where we felt like hey, we were shot. playing with right. these guys, and I thought that we were playing with these guys at some point in time in that game. Uh, that other one, it, we were not. Like, I mean, the ball got kicked off, and the second that they touched it, we were not playing with those guys. They were they were playing better than us distinctly, and, and um, you know, that's on me to make us make sure that we're playing better than what we did, but they, they, were, they were playing at a higher level from the, the very first kickoff every play throughout that game than we were they were playing at a really really high level so i i think that they're going to be a tough team to beat i don't know enough about lakota west i don't mean to rob them of, of yeah, giving no, no, them right, their, right. their 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 props but um obviously they're in the regional championship game for a reason that's so, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right they're 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 a very good football team i think they're undefeated mm-hmm. so um you know obviously they haven't they haven't gotten beat by anybody but uh but i do think x is rolling pretty good right now i mean being a, a gcl guy i really do hope that they're able to continue going i i, I wish them i i it may not be popular by molar people, but listen, if we're not going to go win a state title, I, I want another GCL team to do it. I really hope that, that the GCL brings home two this year. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what I hope. And, and people may not like to hear that, but, man, I, I mean, if, if we're not going to do it, then no, I want but that, that's also them your measuring stick then, right? Of, yeah. of hey, the, this, is, this is where we have to get to. And, I, right. and I think that's what Moeller did years ago to other teams, to, to the St. X's of the world. Yeah. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, there was no St. X powerhouse. I think they realized – 
Mueller's the measuring stick. How do we get there? And so, yeah, you're right. I mean, you want the measuring stick. I want X, I'd love for them to go win it. Uh, I'd love for LaSalle to go win it. That'd be great for them. Be, it's great for the conference. I mean, we want our conference to be well thought of, and, and it should be. And, and, and how do you get well thought of? Well, like a couple years ago, go win two two state <laughs> right. championships so half of your teams are winning state championships i mean that's that's great and so then that way when whenever we're able to get back to the top we're, we're back at the top of the best conference in the in the country no doubt well mark uh, we'll see you guys on friday night we'll be back for one more podcast next tuesday to wrap it up this friday molar plays at highlands we'll have the game for you on watchhssports.tv from esp media this has been the molar football podcast with coach mark elder i'm richard skinner thanks for being with us it's by esp media powered by sidearm sports